Welcome to Run to Thrive, a show for runners who are ready to live, lead, and run with more energy, engagement, and enjoyment in their everyday life. Each episode, you'll gain insight, inspiration, and motivation, and hear from leaders, influencers, and everyday heroes who run to fuel their success in life and work so that you can learn how to thrive on the run and beyond. I'm Matt Mills, a professional life, leadership, and running coach. And I'm so excited that you're here so that you can discover how running can help you step into your greatest potential and develop a stronger body, mind, and spirit. Ready to go? Let's get moving. Welcome to Run to Thrive. I hope you are enjoying a great day, having a great run, and I'm really excited to talk today about a concept that comes from one of my favorite books about running called Running Within by Jerry Lynch and Warren Scott. They are two doctors, one's a sports psychologist, one's a medical doctor, and and they talk about the connection of the body, mind, and spirit for runners, which is something that I, I really do believe in. And one of my favorite sections of the book is when they talk about this concept of becoming the warrior runner. And when I first thought of this idea, I thought of the warrior runner as what we typically see as that concept of a warrior, someone really brave, someone running into battle with a big battle cry, fierce energy. And for me, before I really dove into it, it it made sense. You know, I thought of a warrior runner as someone who steps to the line, is ready to go, full gung-ho from start to finish. And the idea that came to mind was... You know, we see that in races sometimes where there are those people who line up right at the start, bolt out, give it their all, and then maybe about a half a mile down the road, we see them dying and they, they fall back. So as I explored this more, I realized that it's not just about laying it all out there and being tough and not letting anything get in your way of of victory. Really that concept of that warrior that we really think. And when I explored this more about how Lynch and Scott really defines this idea, it really was so much deeper and not at all what I originally thought it was going to be. And as I took in what they meant, I realized that being a warrior runner really just means showing up as your best self for you and for others. And showing up in this way doesn't just need to stay on the road or the track or have to be reflected on how you're showing up on the outside or how you're showing up on your runs or how you're showing up at work or how you're showing up to others, but it's also how you're showing up inside. And really this idea of being the warrior runner can be something that you can take with you in your everyday life and work. And if you embody this concept, to be honest, you can be unstoppable in whatever it is that you want to achieve. Because a lot of the principles and the characteristics and the tools that they talk about of being the warrior runner are something that's not only just going to help you become that stronger runner, become faster and be mentally tough, physically tough, have more of that deeper purpose but it's also going to show up in all of those other areas of your life. So what I want to do today is really dive into this concept of being the warrior runner and how this can really deepen not only your running practice, 
but also how you are showing up as a leader in other areas of your life. So let's dive right in. And the first thing I want to talk about is how do they define what a warrior runner actually is? And when Lynch and Scott, they talk about the warrior runner, they liken it to being like a samurai or if you were a Native American on a vision quest. And if you think of it like a samurai, a samurai is someone who is fierce in battle, but they're also really centered, calm. They're role models in their culture. They're what people look up to. It's it's what we do with members of the military as well. And they really talk about this more of that the warrior runner is someone who fights those outer and those inner battles with equal spirit. And most importantly, a warrior runner is someone that knows if they believe in themselves, they can accomplish anything. And when we think of warriors, we do think of that that type of person, that type of individual that really does have that belief in themselves. And if you really want to succeed on the run, if you want to succeed in anything else that you're trying to accomplish, you need to have that self-belief. Because as a runner, you're always going to be fighting those inner and outer battles every time you hit the road. So those inner battles, like your thoughts, your limiting beliefs, the inner critic, your fears, your doubts. And then you're also going to have those outer battles as well, like injuries, weather, hills, illness, anything that might come your way. Maybe it's just worn down shoes that you're, you're working with. And this is something that they say that all of these warrior runners and, and the warriors, the samurai, the Native American on the vision quest are soldiers they are always fighting those inner and outer battles. And there are ways that you can approach all of that in a way that's going to make you stronger. And to start, they name eight characteristics that define what the warrior runner is. And I want you to really reflect on these as I go through them and and see what stands out for you. See what it is that resonates with you. What is it that uh, you find that comes easy? What are things that are a bit more challenging and see where is it that you might be able to bring this more into your running practice and and elsewhere. So the first characteristic is, is having the courage to risk failure, learn from setbacks and forge ahead. And really what this is talking about is that growth mindset. So it's knowing that you know that it's going to be okay, that you're going to fail and that there are going to be setbacks, but you're just going to keep going. And it's really that idea that knowing that there's going to be failure, you're just going to keep pressing forward. So you know that there's a chance that every time you step on the line or you get out the door, something may happen. You might get a cramp. You might feel exhausted or fatigued, but you're willing to risk that. And if it does come, you know it's going to be a learning experience. Another characteristic is that a warrior runner possesses a multidimensional approach to training and competition. And really, when they talk about multidimensional approach, it's really just not your body, but it's also thinking of your mind. So as you're training, you're not just focusing on going out, having a successful run, making sure that you're feeling good physically. That is so important. But it's also being aware of your thoughts and being aware of the purpose that you have every time you go out and train and compete. 
Next characteristic is focuses on the process as opposed to the outcome. And this is all just about enjoying the journey because the outcome is always probably going to be different than you expect. And so you might as well enjoy the journey along the way. So when you're out for a run, it's really just enjoying that process, enjoying that you're in a different environment, enjoying that what you're doing is going to pay off after that run. The next characteristic is the warrior runner uses their run to gain greater self-realization. And I always love to say that every run is a learning experience. You are going to learn more about yourself from every run, even if it's just a, a short, easy run that you're going out or a walk run, whatever it is. A warrior runner will always use that and ask themselves, how can I learn from this experience? How can I be better? If you have a race that goes well, how can you use that and take what went well to improve the next time? If you have a race that doesn't go well, how can you use that to learn from it so that your training, your racing is going to be even better? And we can use this even in our experiences that aren't in our running. So this can be anything from our goals for what we want to achieve in our relationships, in our work. You use your experiences in those moments to know more about who you are and how you want to show up better the next day. The next characteristic they talk about is that the warrior runner knows their weaknesses and trains to strengthen them. And a lot of times it's hard for us to face what our weaknesses are. And it's easy to immediately go to what isn't going well. But where the mistake that people make is that they believe that their weaknesses are an excuse to quit. But the warrior runner does the opposite. They don't use those weaknesses as an excuse to quit, but they use them as an excuse to get even stronger. So if you're showing up as this warrior runner, you're going to know where it is that you need to improve and you're going to work hard to, to strengthen that. So if there is something where you want to be better on hills or you want to improve your speed, you're not going to shy away from that. You're going to want to put in the time and the effort to really strengthen that and so that you can show up and be able to know that you've given your best, not only just to focus on your strengths, but then also to improve where it is that you want to improve. A warrior runner also sees competitors as partners who facilitate improvement. And the mistake that sometimes leaders will make is that they don't see their competitors and partners. They see their competitors as competitors, as people that they might need to defeat, as people that they need to prove something to. But with the warrior runner mindset, it's really looking at who is it that challenges you and how can you be thankful for them, for showing up, for having them challenge you. And competitors doesn't necessarily need to be other people. It can be also challenges that you encounter along the way. So something that you're competing against could be a faster time. How does that help you facilitate improvements? If you're trying to compete against yourself, compete against a better time, how does that help facilitate you in your training? But if it is someone, an individual that you're seeing as a competitor, see them as a partner. Remember that it's only you out there when you're out for a run or when you're in a race. So everyone technically is a competitor, but they're all going to be partners. So think about when you've been in a race and you've seen someone up ahead of you, maybe a few feet, 
a warrior runner will see them and say, how can that person help to encourage me to catch up to them? What is it that I can do? Maybe that's a goal that I have within the race. So you see that competitor as a partner as opposed to someone who is trying to keep you down. The next characteristic is that warrior runners understand that racing is a roller coaster and that racing and training is a roller coaster and learns patience to ride the ups and downs. To take from this is really just about patience. And patience can be really hard. So if you're training for a marathon, patience is so key. When you're out for a long run, you have to be patient. And that experience is going to have ups and downs. A race is going to have ups and downs. Any type of training that you have, you're going to have moments where you're going to get out of bed and you're going to be really excited to get out the door. And then there's going to be other days when you're just not going to want to put on your shoes and go for a run. And so with the warrior runner in mind, that person understands that there is going to be ups and downs and it's going to be okay. And it's going to have that patience to know that when you have that downswing, that it's going to go up again. And the final characteristic that Lynch and Scott talk about is that a warrior runner enjoys running for the pleasure that it gives. So when you're out for your run, it's sometimes it's, it's not going to be always that easy. But how can you enjoy it in any way, whether that's enjoying your environment, whether that's a social aspect, maybe it's just being with yourself, having some of that alone time. Maybe it's listening to music. So how does running really give you that pleasure? Because if you're enjoying the journey, that's when you're going to become the warrior runner. So alone, these attitudes and characteristics are pretty powerful. But what I love is that in this part of the book, Lynch and Scott go even further. When you become the warrior runner, you not only have to embrace these characteristics, but you also have weapons at your disposal to defeat those inner and outer opponents that come your way. And when you learn to wield these, this is when you become more powerful than you can imagine. So what are the tools that they talk about that you have as a warrior runner? And the first tool is self-knowledge. And this is arguably the most powerful weapon that you can have. And the way that Lynch and Scott put this is that the warrior runner has the courage to take an accurate inventory of the struggles, blockages, and obstacles to determine where the most work is needed in order to improve. Sometimes it's really hard to look inside and acknowledge what it is that we do well and what we don't, what we struggle with and where we succeed, where we need to improve and what strengths we need to rely on. But when we think of strengths, think of strengths like tools. Often we focus on weaknesses and we want to know how we can improve them. But it's really important to lean into those strengths. A lot of times we take our strengths for granted. And what Lynch and Scott really talk about with this tool of self-knowledge is that you can not only look at your strengths and your weaknesses, but know where you need to put in the work in order to improve. What you can do with this is whenever you have those challenges, it's not about what, do you, what weaknesses do you need to fix, but instead it's what strengths can I use to improve where I'm at? Because if you lean into those strengths, automatically those weaknesses are going to come up. So on any of your runs, you're always learning so much about yourself. You're going to be learning who you are as a runner, as a person on every single run, especially if you're very intentional about it. 
And every time you step outside, it's going to be a different lesson. And every time you go race, it's going to be a different lesson. And over time, you are going to learn more and more. And you'll come to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And in this way, you're going to be in integrity. And you'll be able to use those strengths when you need them the most. And then be able to identify those weaknesses so you can improve upon them. So when you reflect on this tool of self-knowledge, it's really just uh, knowing when you can use your strengths to overcome challenges and identifying what are the weaknesses that you need to build upon. The next tool that Lynch and Scott talk about is steadiness. And what they say is it is crucial for the warrior to be steady and free of emotional upheaval while running. To do this, settle and calm the mind through daily meditation, visualization, and affirmations. I love every part of this because I believe that this is something that you can incorporate into every run. I always think of running as a way of meditation. So you are already doing that if you're being more in tune with your mind, your body on your run. But I love using visualization and affirmations are really great as well. And when we talk about affirmations, really that's just training your mind to focus on where it is that you want to be. So focusing on your ideal self. And this can just be a simple positive statement of how it is that you want to show up best. And knowing that when there is a lot of that emotional upheaval, we can rely on this tool of steadiness and just keeping calm. And remember embodying that characteristic of knowing that there's going to be those ups and downs. And when you are steady and free of that emotional upheaval, which happens on your run and then also in your work in your life, then you're going to be able to embrace more of an attitude and more of an ability to really be able to accomplish what it is that you want to achieve. With the next tool that they talk about, it's really interesting and it's modesty. And the way they put modesty is that the code of the warrior states that the more you try to look good in the eyes of others, the farther you separate yourself from your integrity. And when it comes to modesty, you know, this is a great tool because when you might get stuck in that comparison trap or thinking of how you're going to look, this is really what they're referring to is it's not comparing yourself to others. And this shows up in everything, particularly in running. Do I have the right shoes, the right watch? Is this the best time of day to run? What plan is right for me? The key is that it's different for everyone. And the only thing that matters is that you are running your race, not someone else's. And there are really, there are two ways to be more modest. And that's to acknowledge others and practice gratitude. If you focus only on yourself, you alienate others. And when you think about it, running can be a very humbling sport. The key is that when you're running, it's one of the greatest forms of self-leadership. So this really means that you need to be serving yourself in order to be in better service of others. So be grateful for that. So when you use this, this tool, this weapon of modesty, it's really giving into the idea that you are acting in integrity for yourself. And it's really being grateful for others in the way that they can support you. And then also grateful that you are going through whatever experience that you, you have through your runs, through whatever challenges that you're experiencing. And knowing that 
you are acting in a way where it suits you before then it suits what other people are expecting of you. And the next tool is simplicity. And really this just means less is more. And what they say is, what the warrior teaches is that the greatest happiness and the most extraordinary performances in life come during times of pure simplicity. And this really just resonates so well with running because running is really just a pretty simple (laughs) sport. All you need is a pair of shoes, some comfortable clothing, and you can get out the door and be okay. Sometimes you don't even need the shoes. You can go barefoot. And a lot of times that's where people are (laughs) embracing this idea of simplicity. And it's the same thing that we had with modesty where sometimes runners, they need the newest gear, clothing, and we can get up caught up in our training and the need to do many things at once. And as a leader, this can also be showing up in other areas where you might be giving into multitasking or overwhelm or doing everything at once. And honestly, this is what leads to burnout. And when you become that warrior runner, you will understand that less is more and really be able to enjoy the simplicity of connecting with yourself and your environment in a deeper way. So really ask yourself, where is it that you are complicating things? Where is it that you could use more simplicity? What can you take off of your plate? And this really doesn't have to be with your runs. This can also just be with everything else. Maybe there are things that are getting in the way of you being able to run. So where is it that you can have less is more? Because when you have those times of pure simplicity, that's when you are going to be the happiest and you're going to have the best performance and you're going to show up in the best way possible for yourself. All right, centeredness is the next tool. And what they say about centeredness is that the warrior refuses to measure their self-worth as a runner by results or outcomes. And the warrior has a high tolerance for setbacks. So everything that's gotten you to where you are now has been a long road of trial and error. So think of how many athletes have lost before they won. LeBron James, he lost in the finals before winning. Olympians, happens all the time where they lose and then four years later they come back. Michael Phelps, he finished fifth in his first Olympics before he won any medal. So you can see, and this happens with runners all the time, you know, they might have their bad first race or it might not go well. But the warrior runner doesn't measure their self-worth by those failures. They don't even see them as failures. They don't see those results as a measure of their self-worth or success. And again, this comes back to really enjoying that process, enjoying that uh, journey. So when you become centered, you will know that an obstacle does not equal defeat. It's a learning experience. And from the setbacks come growth. Remember back to when you got started running, even from those first few runs, you probably failed at some point, right? But what got you to get back out there? Likely knowing it was worth it to keep going, no matter what the outcome was. So think about like what outcomes are you holding on to? What are the challenges that you're facing now that you can accept and learn from? And when you become okay with knowing that there are going to be those setbacks, you're going to become a much more powerful leader and powerful runner. Next, they talk about persistence. And the warrior runner knows that deliberate, slow cultivation is the path to success and good fortune. Realizing your goals and attaining success 
are the byproducts of persistence and perspiration. Talent accounts for a mere 5% of most achievements. I love this one because it proves that talent really doesn't mean all that much and that you don't need it to succeed. And I know because I don't have much natural talent, but that does not keep me from wanting to realize the goals that I have. And the same can be true for you. Jeff Galloway, who's a notable runner and coach, he said that sometimes it takes 10 to 15 attempts before you really get into and can secure your running habit. So beginner runners, they'll say they'll get out there and it takes 10 times until they make it stick. Lynch and Scott actually say it takes five years before you come into your own as a runner. And that I'd probably disagree with a little bit, but it's knowing that you have to keep at it. It's not going to come overnight. And that's true for running. That's true for any of the goals or any success that you're trying to achieve. It really takes that persistence and perspiration. So when you think of a marathon, you can't just show up to the starting line and think that you're going to be successful. It's going to take a lot of persistence and perspiration to get you there. And I love when someone says, I can never finish a marathon. That is absolutely not true. That's a, that's a huge limiting belief. And really all it means is anybody can get there to finish line of a marathon, but all they need to do is put in that work. And it's that deliberate, slow cultivation. That's the path to success and good fortune. Another analogy here is the 10,000 hours rule that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. You know, you got to put in your 10,000 hours. Now, you don't have to put in 10,000 hours to be a successful runner or a leader. Uh, You can get there with a few less hours than that. But the key is you just have to keep at it. And persistence really, it's everything. In achieving your goals, overcoming challenges along the way, you need persistence to run strong. Persistence to complete your training for an upcoming race. Persistence to get up early and go for a run. Persistence to stay healthy and take care of your your body. And the problem really comes when you're ready to give up. So what is it that you are not willing to give up? Where is it that you need to be more persistent in your life? And the last weapon that Lynch and Scott talk about for becoming a warrior runner, and that's integrity. And this is the cornerstone of success for the warrior runner. Integrity is the consistent refusal to compromise your talents, abilities, and sense of self. Can you go to bed and sleep well at night? And if you can, you're using your tool of integrity. The tool is really defined by how you see success and achievement. To be a warrior runner, you must strive for inner success, not what others see as success for you. And when you strive for your success, when you know your strengths and weaknesses, When you stay modest, steady, centered, simple, persistent, you cannot fail. And that's really where integrity brings all of these characteristics, all of these tools together. And it's really when you are your true self, when you have that full sense of self, that that's when you are going to be successful. So think about what does being an integrity mean for you? And how is it that you show up so that you can then Go to bed at night knowing that you gave it your all for that run, for that race, for whatever that day they have going on. And I want you to think about these tools and characteristics and and really acknowledge what is it that stands out for you? What is it that you want to bring into your day? What is it you want to bring into your run? And really think about what is it that's going to help you become more of that warrior? Because when you really embody these qualities and characteristics and use these tools, here's what you're going to notice. 
You're going to have a decrease in pressure, tension, anxiety, stress. So when I think of being a warrior runner, think of this really as showing up as an idealized version of yourself. And if you want it to be an alter ego, great. Maybe it's your superhero. I love using the superhero analogy as well. So it doesn't just have to be that picture of the warrior runner. It can be your superhero runner. On your next runs, think about how you can show up and be that warrior runner, be that superhero. And finally, remember to enjoy each stride the way that you want to enjoy it because you're the only one out there. You're going to have that support. You're going to need those others around you to help you along the way. But at the end of the day, it's how you are going to show up. And I'm excited to see how you will. And until next time, I'll catch you on the run. Thanks again for joining us on the Run to Thrive podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you're interested in learning more about how you can live, lead, and run at your best, visit coachingontherun.com and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Coaching on the Run. And if you like what you heard today on Run to Thrive, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Until next time, I'll catch you on the run.